This is Sports 845, the uh, last edition of Sports 845 of the year. The uh, Sports 845 will take off next week. We wish everybody, and we'll wish you again at the end of the show, a happy, healthy New Year. 2021 has to be better than 2020. Um, you have a lot going on this week, and it's, and it's odd. You have the NBA that starts tonight. We have college football ball season, which is normally at this time. You have the hot stove in Major League Baseball. College basketball is still continuing. That could end at any, any of these could end at any time. Uh, I think the bowl games especially, you're getting, and we'll talk about it, you have bowl games that teams have no right playing in a bowl game that are in there this year because other teams just had no interest. To my left, the legendary basketball coach, New York State High School Hall of Fame, Orange County Bagel Hall of Fame, the legendary Dick O'Neill. To my uh, right, uh, we have a special guest in here tonight, Andrew Jackson. Andrew is uh, 32 years old. He was a standout athlete in Section 9. I tell you, when you think of standout athletes, you think of, obviously, A.J. Dombrowski, Jay Kunis, and Andrew Jackson. <laughs> but Andrew, yeah, Andrew played and starred on the basketball team, the football team. He went on and played football at CW Post. He is now a coach, and uh, I want to ask you a lot of questions about coaching because I'll tell you why. You coached at CW Post. You coached at Stony Brook, Mississippi State, Fordham, James Madison, Old Dominion. And now that's great when you're single, but your, your beautiful fiance Blair is here tonight, and you got to wake up every day and think, where am I going next? Andrew, first of all, thank you, and welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome coming back in. Now, Andrew, when you're – a college football coach, I would assume, and it's no secret, you're always looking for the next job, the next better job. Um, is that the case? Uh, not necessarily always looking, but um, opportunities in coaching come and go really fast, and you kind of got to, when you're hot, you got to kind of got to move up. You know, it's, uh, you're always on unstable ground in coaching, so you got to take, you know, your opportunities when they come to you. And you coach the line. Usually when a team goes 0-8, and the coach, you know, has a $10 million buyout or, uh, you know, or the, or just signed a five-year deal and it's his first year, they, they usually fire the special teams coach, the defensive line coach, the O-line coach, the safety, the, the you know, the backfield coach. Those are the first guys to go. They're the ones scapegoated. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you, you know, the head coach, you know, takes the wins and the losses, but, you know, we're responsible for our individual areas. So if you can improve in an area with, without losing your job as a head coach, I mean, you look to do those kind of things. Is a head coach something you want to be at some point? Uh, some days I wake up in the morning and say I want to run the show, and other days, you know, look at some of the responsibilities and think about all the things that the head coach has to do. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I kind of like my little small piece of the pie. So head coach is something that some days you want to do it, other days you're just not sure. It is a ton of responsibility. And these college coaches get paid. I don't care if you're at Old Dominion or if you're at UCLA or Alabama. These guys, There's a lot of money in coaching. It definitely is lucrative, and that's, you know, setting your family up and having generational wealth and taking care of your, your family is definitely something financially you look to do. Um, I'll be that. You know, sometimes the head coach gets the coach the, the least out of all the rest of the coaches. You know? I would assume so. You, yeah. got, you got Auburn, who's paying Gus Mazelton, what is $22 million not to coach. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, he's one of the elites. I mean, the, the amount of money he's brought into that program winning a national championship, uh, you know, some days look at that and, you know, I don't want his stress, though, but I mean, I would definitely take one of his pictures. I'll tell you this. College football and your your people, the common folk, and not just college football, college sports, the common folk are learning now more than ever. This is a business. 
This is not, you know, this is a tremendous business. And I was reading that, I think it was Penn State, their losses this year without having fannies in the seats approach $40 million. I mean. And so the tuition prices have to go up because it's a business. And you're losing from here. you got to gain from somewhere else. You also get a lot of kids that maybe don't have the credentials to get into Penn State that are now getting in because they can pay for it. Well, you're talking about big business there. By the same token, they lost how much? Forty? Did you say? I thought it said forty-seven yeah, million dollars. They're telling their 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 Big Ten money will be fifty-seven million just from being in the Big Ten. Of course, yes, you know? but it's still they didn't lose money. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a uh, just on a side note, a Major League Baseball, a former owner, and what the Major League Baseball player, the the teams, they didn't lose money. They lost their profit. They didn't lose like we couldn't pay the electric bill money. They lost we couldn't, you know, buy another home in Cayman money. So, I, you know, you, but it is a business, and they, they didn't make as much as they normally make. Now, you're at Old Dominion. When you were at James Madison, did you say to yourself, I love this place, this is my last stop? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I did love the area, though. I did love the environment there. But, you know, there's just better opportunities out there other than FCS football, you know, and particularly financially. Mm-hmm. Now, I love James the Madison. My daughter, that was one of the schools she looked at. I love the stadium right on the feet on the uh, campus, gorgeous campus mm -hmm. and everything. And I've driven by Old Dominion. I'm familiar with it. Being in Conference USA, I'm a Marshall guy. Um, and that's a, that's a position that's going to be, I think. I think the Marshall head coach has coached his last game. You don't go 8-0 and then – I watched the, the team wasn't ready to play. And that's a position that could be open. Have you been to Joan Edwards Stadium? I have. I have been through um, Marshall. Uh, there and visited when I was in high school and then just stopped along the way. Uh, I'd like to see you there. <laughs> well, Blair would like Huntington. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dick, do you have questions? No, I'm good. I'm Well, other than that, Andrew's, I've known Andrew when he was younger. He was never small. I was going to say small, but he was never no, small. Andrew's small. Small. No, 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 not even that. Not even that. Younger. I'm going to go with younger. No, I've been following his career since he's been a young guy, and uh, I couldn't be any prouder. Andrew, recruiting. And that's what I want to get to. I feel bad for the kids. Is it the junior year of high school where the kids make, where the colleges start looking and make an offer some type of commitments? Is it junior? Junior, junior year is like the baseline now. I mean, to be honest, we're looking at freshmen and sophomores now. I mean, once you enter high school, you're getting looked at, to be honest with you. But junior year is usually, you know, when things start to blossom the most. Okay. On so you get a kid that's a junior, and we've seen it a million times. We've seen a kid who's, you know, five foot seven, overweight, and comes in for his senior year, and he's shot up five inches. He's six two. His body weight has filled out. His, you know, he's four, his, his, he's filled out. And you get a kid like that in New York where they miss the season. What do you guys do as coaches regarding New York athletes right now? Do you, you, you can't have any film on them. The only film you're getting is highlights from when they were probably a totally different body shape and maybe even a different position. Well, you go back and watch the, the junior tape or the, the, the latest edition of tape you have, but you're hoping that the prospects put on their Twitter or their social media some videos of themselves working out, some videos of themselves up against a tape measure on a wall, uh, some videos themselves taking their, their uh, wind, maybe mm -hmm. someone times them in a 40, doing combine drills, as much active things as they can do, and as many videos and pictures of themselves showing them their growth. Before and afters are big, fad during uh, this quarantine. 
those are great tools. This is what I look like my freshman year. This is what I look like in my junior year. This is what I look like now. This is the weight I've gained. So picture themselves on the scale. But it's still not the equivalent of watching actual game. Tape. But you can judge them on the athleticism. Exactly, you exactly. Know? And for most, most times, you know, as a coach, Coach O'Neill, you could probably second this. You, you could uh, get a kid to gain their skills. You could enhance their skills. Mm -hmm. But athletically, most of that stuff you could see in other places other than them playing the mm -hmm. game. And, you know, that's the God-given. Skill-wise, you, you hope you can enhance every kid that comes to your program, every kid you coach. So, gotcha. Now, is Section 9, since you're familiar with it, is that an area? Do you do recruiting? I do do recruiting, yep. You do. And are you just looking for D-line? You, you start off, each coach gets an area. So you, you're responsible for gathering information and plays in your area. But you ultimately recruit for your position. Okay. Um, What's your area? So currently I recruit uh, Richmond. I have New York City, Section 9, some of the Catholic schools in the area. I also recruit uh, the, the uh, middle to northern half of New Jersey. Okay. So what did you do this year with New York? Exactly what you explained? Exactly what I explained there. So the seven-on-sevens were big in the, during the quarantine, during the summer, and in the, in the late spring. We watched a bunch of those. And as many videos as kids put up with themselves uh, doing workouts on the side was really what we're watching right now. I always felt, and when my kid was in a junior, I always felt that, because kids don't do it, fathers do. And every father thinks their kid is the greatest kid in the world. Mm -hmm. And I always found that I, I felt like I might be annoying the coach. Is, do, do you find it annoying to open up your Twitter and, and see 78 emails and stuff like that? Or is that just part of the job? That's what it's, you expect. It's part of the job. Um, listen, the squeaky uh, wheel gets the oil, right? So, I mean, you have to go out there and sell yourself. But I, I always take it back to remember when I was in that position. Mm -hmm. when I wanted someone to recruit me. I do this every day, but these kids get one ch one chance to go to high school for high school sports. So, yeah, I try to always keep that in the back of my mind when I put up my Twitter and my email. I have a hundred emails, a hundred messages. I know my fiance hates it when I'm on the phone all day, but you know, I, I definitely try to try to take onus in the fact that these kids gets one shot. Everybody deserves an opportunity to get looked at by a college. Mm -hmm. I believe there's a home out there for every kid, whether it's Division three to, to Power five. So, I definitely try to watch as many tapes as I can. And and some of the selling. Marks, right? Yes, sir. Trying to think. Maybe you, you, you'll, let's see if one of us can come up with it. Who was the basketball player at Old Dominion? Played in the league for a long time. You're not involved in this. Lefty, I believe. Well, one of us will think of it. Played in the NBA? Played in the NBA for a yeah. long time. Yeah, that means Darren already knows. No, I don't. I'm, I can't think of his name. You know who I'm talking about? I'll, I'll get it in a, a second. A lefty? Yeah, he was a lefty. He was a good ball player. Played in the league for a long okay, time. Right now, the baseball? Basketball. Okay, baseball? No, uh, but did Baysmore go to Old Dominion? That's not who I'm thinking of. Oh, yes, yes, he did. He, okay, he, that's not he, who I'm thinking of. the first one who comes up. That's not who I'm thinking of. I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. But a selling point in Old Dominion, the campus, the weather, the stadium. The Virginia Beach uh, engineering program is awesome. It's an up-and-coming area. Uh, the Navy's right there, so you know you have the, uh, the beautiful uh, the ships on, on the water right there. Um, so it's, it's a good school, good school, up good conference. great conference. We, you know, we're, we're all the way from Texas all the way to, to West Virginia. That's what so I was going to ask you. Yeah. You got kids on your team from all over? All over. We have Mississippi, California, Ohio, uh, were, Florida. Were you able to recruit JCs or do you recruit JCs? We do recruit JCs. We hadn't been on the road since last winter, but we do, we, you know, same way with the high school kids get on the huddle. You know, all the high schools in college and junior college are on huddle. We watch a lot of tape. Been doing a lot of zoom meetings, you know, I've, Popping open the computer and doing teleconferences with kids. So, how many people does the stadium hold there? About twenty-two thousand. 
And you do you get twenty two thousand? Obviously, pre quarantine, they were selling that bad boy. We had a huge sellout streak. I think one of the longest in Conference USA for a long time. Who's your biggest rival? I would say Marshall, having just stepped on the campus. Everybody talks about the Marshall game because of proximity. Mm-hmm. It used to be William and Mary when they were both in conference in um, the Colonial, but mm-hmm. obviously we level. But I would say Marshall and Charlotte being right beneath us too is drivable games. Gotcha. Are, are you, you, you can take this home with you to Jeff Jones. I played for his father in college. Did you really? Yeah, so you can tell him that you know me or that we're neighbors. I will, I will. Like How's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. It's rough. Jeff played, if you remember, played with Samson in Virginia. He was a point guard. Do I with, remember? Yeah. Of course I remember. Oh, no, well, I thought, of course it was, I I did, I thought it was before you were born. No, I, I remember. I can I, tell you the starting uh, starting five on that team. Okay. Eight four five three one three zero five six one. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Sports 845. First, before we continue uh, with Andrew Jackson here, we'll continue with college football. And I'm going to fix the college football playoff thing. I have it all fixed. You'll all love it. I knew you would. Um, Got to thank our sponsors. One of them, Napoli Pizza, located at 2920 Route 6 in Slate Hill, New York. You could call them at 845-355-6161. They are very nice. Not only do they sponsor the show, they bring us food every week. And, you know, they finished second in the Times-Herald record thing. They were first until a bunch of votes from Michigan came in very late at night. And I know the owner of the place was was furious. He's he filed a recount. They should have been first. Dick, best pizza you've had? So far. So far. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Napoli's going to be delivering pizza to us uh, every Tuesday. We're off next week, but then they'll be back. That's Napoli Pizza, 2920 Route 6, Slate Hill, New York, and they deliver. Uh, no minimum charge, no minimum delivery. They'll, uh, they'll run you out of slice. Great people over there. Now, college football. It's got to be very frustrating, A, if you're a member of the Texas A&M football team. You got Alabama. Let's, let's say what it is right now, and then I'm going to show you how you can fix this. Mm-hmm. Alabama is playing Notre Dame. Ohio State is playing Clemson. Alabama is a 20-point favorite over Notre Dame. Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite over Ohio State. Do I have a problem with these? Do I have a problem with these four teams? Not really. But if I'm a member of Texas A&M, I really do because here's how you got to look at it. And if you watched Clemson and Notre Dame, the the first game, Notre Dame won the game, but they didn't beat Clemson. They beat COVID nineteen. And I know it's a matter of being healthy, and Clemson has a very good backup, but they didn't play with the. Trevor Lawrence, they didn't play with three defenders. That One of them, I think, was a All-American. And then when they play the second time, when both teams are playing healthy, it's not even a close game. So Texas A&M, now they got blown out by Alabama, but it was early in the year, and they've won seven straight. Here's a proposal, because when you watch March Madness in the NCAA tournament, you're on the edge of your seat every game. There's no. It wouldn't be shocking to see. It would be shocking, but it wouldn't be – a mate, uh, an unbelievable thing to see Old Dominion knock off Duke in round one in, in the second round. You have to allow for teams like Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina to have that one shining moment. So you have five, you have the Power Five, the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. You take the winners of those. There's your five of the eight teams. I'm not asking to go from four to 60. I'm asking to go from four to eight. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oregon, and Oklahoma would be in. They'd be automatic bids. Then for um, 
one, two, three, four, five. Then for the final three, you would take the second best, the second highest ranked team in those five conferences. Non-champion. No, no, we're still in the power five. Mm -hmm. In this case, it would be Texas Mm A&M. So Texas A&M would be your sixth team. Mm -hmm. The final two spots would go to non-power five teams. Mm -hmm. And this year it would be Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati. Let Alabama play Cincinnati or, or Coastal in the first round. Clemson play Coastal or Cincinnati. And you do it one eight two seven three six four five. I think it would create a tremendous amount of interest. And you're adding one week mm-hmm. to the, or, or two weeks. Two weeks. You're adding two weeks to a college football season. And you've seen it done. I mean, they could change anything. I mean, look at this year. Let you had games change. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Do you want to see Alabama play Coastal Carolina? I, I don't. I'll tell you why. And take it from him. I don't. Let me ask I you don't. this. Well, hold on. Ask Andrew. Yeah. Would you want to see Old Dominion play Alabama? No. no I, I, honestly, I've been on the field Alabama when I was at Mississippi State. And you know, we, we took them down to the wire. It's. I can I, tell you right now, the kids at Old Dominion. Totally it's totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. And, and I'm a, I, I take yeah. it. I, I played Division Two ball. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm, and, I'm, and I worked my way up from Division Two to FCS to Power Five. Now I'm in Group Five. And. It's just a different animal. I, I understand that, the chances of them winning, but I to guarantee you this, you ask those kids on Old Dominion or Cincinnati, if we went, you, you went 11 and 0, you want a shot? You take Central Florida two years ago. Absolutely. You don't think they they wanted a shot? Absolutely. They have no shot here. Absolutely, and they deserve a shot. And that's my point. And I'll tell you one thing, people would tune in. They might not tune in for the whole game, but they're going to tune in at the start, and you'd have a ton of people rooting for Coastal Carolina. Did you think Coastal Carolina was going to beat BYU? I did not. Neither did I. I But it can happen. And what college football has done is they've taken that shock and awe out of it. There's no reason why – you know, you say you wouldn't want to see them play. No. Okay. How come Alabama plays Western Alabama the second week of the season? How come Clemson plays VMI? I know it's money and VMI is getting paid a million dollars. Contractual thing. That VMI gets their total recruiting budget for all sports for the entire damn year. That's the guarantees they get. But what is the reward for Cincinnati this year or Coastal Carolina? Coastal more so because Cincinnati's a pretty good sport. Cincinnati's best win was Army Mm -hmm. and Tulsa. Okay. Uh, I'm not arguing uh, that they belong uh, here. Do you want to see Alabama play Cincinnati as good as Cincinnati is? I don't want to see that. I really don't. But the kids in Cincinnati do, and I think they deserve it. So what's the reward for Cincinnati? Let me ask you this. Don't you think Florida is a lot better than either Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati? Yes, I do. But you can't have an SEC tournament at the end of the year. Right. But I think the the issue with the way it's set up is there's there's power five, group of five, right? When Mm -hmm. it comes to the playoff committee, that's not a that's that's not a way that's not an avenue to get in or to get out, right? They're saying if you the best four teams get in their tournament. So the best state Cincinnati could do is go perfect and they did it. They did it. And they don't have an avenue in. So well that's my point. My, my thing is if you're not gonna let them in, let's just make let's just make group of five and power five two different things. I agree. Yeah, but you can have a set. We can have we can have, we can have our own group of five. Uh, a national and, and, and a national championship. And, and there's, because there's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong with two level playing fields playing against each other and having great games. What about, matter. But what about Texas A and M in my scenario? They're screwed. They're screwed. They're screwed. They, you're yeah, asking but somebody te- gets screwed every year, Darren. Yeah. And, and, but, and yeah. it's just not Texas A and M this year. Yeah, but right. you're asking a school you're asking a school like Texas A and M to play in Arguably the toughest conference in the uh, in the country. 
and they their their goal is to go is to be perfect. And yes. if they're not perfect, they don't have that. I know they get paid a lot of money to go play in the Orange Bowl. Sure, but Texas A and M is not perfect. They lost the game. They lost to Alabama. Their season is done. What this would do is, and you get a lot of bowl games. You sure. take Auburn, UCF two years ago. Sure, UCF beat them. Now, sure. Auburn didn't give a damn about that game. Sure. They give a damn here yeah. because now there's eight teams. They have to win the game. They have to give a damn. Players wouldn't ask out of a bowl game that's meaningless. They'd have to play. You would get ticket sales. Would you rather watch? And I agree with what you're saying. You want to watch You want to watch um, North Texas State last night. play Tulane, or do you want to watch a game like Clemson and Cincinnati? I'm just saying it adds more juice to it. For sure it does. For sure it does. And it's not perfect. The, the, the but problem what, with the, uh, the with the way the system is now, the, the old school BCS would have picked this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so and the but computer would have picked it. Is, but the thing of it is, if you're on the tail end of a – if I had a great year like Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. and I get my ass beat by 60 going into the last game, I'm going to be like, what the hell happened here? Yeah, but you have the – I agree with you. And I understand both sides. UCF, and I'm the first one who said University of Central Florida two years ago would get destroyed by any of the by Bama, <laughs> Clemson, Ohio State. They get destroyed. But before the NCAA tournament in basketball starts, North Carolina versus Southwest Mississippi State, I would say Carolina wins that game by 60. Mm-hmm. There is that opportunity. That's why they have the conference tournaments mm-hmm. in basketball, because the winner gets in. For sure. And I just think what we have now. And every year you have it. And it's not going to be perfect. You'd have it here. People would be arguing who's the ninth best. They're the ninth best team, not the eighth best team. Jimbo Fisher's got a point. He does. Texas A&M has a – I believe well, Texas issues. A&M should have played Alabama better instead yeah, of getting should. their ass kicked by 28. That yeah. should, that's what that should have been there. For sure, for sure. That's but you're asking – so if you're yeah. Notre Dame yeah. or if you're uh, Oregon, yeah. Oregon yeah. and you want to get in – you have to line your schedule. Your non-conference games yeah. have to be against Ock. Have to be against, you know, no offense, Marshall or Old Dominion. Sure. You can't, let's say Oregon plays, and I think they do every year. Oregon opens up with Auburn in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. What's the benefit to either one of those, to the loser? Well, Their season's ask, done. Let me ask you this. Krzyzewski proposed that the NCAA tournament be wide open. Do you want to see Gonzaga play Furman? Well, they do in the first round. They, but they, but Furman could have beat the 321st team in the country. That he, but they would would have won their conference to get. Oh shit! He wanted to open up the whole tournament. He wanted to open up the uh, whole tournament. Well, no, I I think yeah. the NCAA basketball has it somewhat right. Well, basketball still, you get four teams at the end that probably right. deserve to be there that are not. They, but they but have the same. They have the, the same thing. But there's less room for error when you're picking 64. Yes, you could pick 200 yeah. and argue. This team is not 201. They're 196. I'm just saying the four teams in college football, I think the public would kind of enjoy seeing just make it four to eight. Right. Tommy? I think Andrews, he, he, he nailed it. They've got to break away the power five and exactly. the group of five. Exactly. You can go to six. I think the way to do it is go to six. So you give the top two. So like Alabama, Clemson probably shouldn't be playing anyone anyway in the first week. They get a bye. You play three, three, six, two, uh, four, five. Then those winners play one and two. You do it on both ends in those two groups. 
everything's played simultaneously. You have two separate champions. We already have the FC, uh, the, yeah. the FCS. So they, they do a good job with they it. They do, and they broke those guys away because they couldn't beat these teams. Every once in a while, you get lucky. But the one thing I will say is, having been with the national championship game last year with Jamie, we went all the way through the whole gamut with the playoffs. And the one thing I will say is, I do think if they go to the full playoff model, they got to cut off at least two games out of the season. Mm. And I think that's where the issue is. That's a lot of money. Two that's games. been the big issue. Is two the, games is a lot of they, money? They feel like they have to cut out the uh, conference championships. Yeah, right, that, right, because that, you're sitting, you're sitting. Right. Whole, you know, they're the conference championship week. You got everybody but two teams in these power five. A group of five conference sitting home. Now you add that group, that that championship game, and then you add the playoffs. You know, I think you got to cut off some games, but that's a lot of dough going back and forth. There's this year case. they could go to six, and it'd be fair. That means Texas A and M is in, and then who who was like maybe even a Cincinnati gets in then or somebody. Right. I'm just saying, I I think the whole point, and there's a million. I guess there's several ways to fix it. I understand what you're saying. I just, if my son was in Cincinnati. And I know their biggest win is Tulsa and Army, but the schedule's done years in advance. I get it. But if my son was on that Cincinnati team, I would be pissed. I would say you they deserve a shot. And I'm sure the head coach would love to get a shot at, at, at it. You might lose, but look, you got Alabama's playing Notre Dame. It's a 20-point line anyway. Absolutely. Right, and look, Coach Pickles, no, he's no chump. You know, Coach Pickle could no, have been he's a, outstanding. He's, he's outstanding. Yeah. State guy. I mean, there's no question in my mind he wants a shot at Alabama. And he's yeah. got to get his team ready and they put on a good show. Yeah. And Cincinnati, who do they play? They play Georgia. Mm-hmm. But the problem in that game is Georgia's going to rest. Not rest players. Georgia's going to get guys ready for the draft. There's no incentive for mm-hmm. Georgia to show up in that game. That's why the line is seven. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah this is, there's still recruiting process in, in those games. For the university, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, but the players are going to be on national TV. That's going to be a recruiting process for these people. For the, any, for the schools. But if you're a star running back at Georgia and you're getting ready for the draft, you telling him to play in that game? Yeah, but I think the, I think the coach is going to say, George, you've got something to prove. You didn't, you know, you were supposed to do this, that, and the other thing in the beginning. You didn't. And they're on their way back. They're on their way back. The last couple of years that we are seeing. You see the guys, guys, guys sit out. sitting out. No, 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 secondary but I sat out in the beginning. How many guys played? How many great players opted out and didn't even play? Yeah, but that's sure. COVID. But I'm talking pre-COVID. Can you imagine Christian Leitner going to Coach K and saying, I'm getting ready for the NBA draft. I'm not going to play in the NCAA tournament. Well, the difference there is with the NCAA tournament, though, if you're still in, you have a chance to win. These teams are going to right, secondary bowl games. That's what I'm saying. you got to make it important. 845-313-0561. Once again, thank you, Napoli Pizza. And we will be back right after this. We are back. This is Sports 845. Andrew Jackson, nice enough to stay with us for a little bit. Uh, we were we were debating we were debating the college football playoff and how I think it should work, but it, it's not the way it is. Alabama plays Notre Dame. Ohio State plays Clemson. I think the game we all want to see is Clemson and Alabama. Yeah, yeah, but I'm interested in the Ohio State Clemson matchup. There's been a lot of jaw jacking going on, back and forth, a lot of, a lot of trash talk. I like it. I like it. Do you, do you think Ohio State can win the game? I do, I do. I mean, you give the team that much time to prepare. I mean, I know how they had had a the, the virus run through their team a little bit there, and it's been they were missing, I think, twenty guys. They missing, missing twenty guys, and I know, I know the Big Ten got started late, so maybe those kids getting the rhythm now. You know, I think it'll be a good matchup. See, I think that's where if Texas A had a problem, I'm talking loud. If Texas A had <laughs> had a problem, it would be with Ohio State playing only six games. I don't think their problem should be with Notre Dame. I, I think their problem should be with 
with I think Ohio A&M, State. I think A&M has several issues, and I agree with what yeah. you just said. Mm-hmm. And Fields, what's the story with him? He hasn't looked good the last – is it because of getting into a rhythm? He just has – he's looked – actually, if there was a chart, it would be – and it's going down each game. And I'm, I'm not sure how much uh, spring football and offseason they got together as a unit uh, at Ohio State. So I think I think that's definitely tough. I mean, we, usually we spend so much time with these kids, you know, and learning a, a new package or refreshing a package over the computer. That's uncharted territory in football with coaching and players, you know. So I, I think that the Big Ten teams just didn't get a chance to get in rhythm. And they're playing one week and they're off for three weeks. Yes, you know, like Wisconsin, Wisconsin opened and a month later they're playing again. Correct. Well, some of the teams were like three and one. Yeah. You know, some of them didn't. Yeah. yeah. You could see Clemson, Notre Dame three. What yeah. Michigan finish? Like right. two and, and three and, or something? Or? And, and for a non-championship team, I think the Indiana team, I feel bad for them more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, well, they lost their quarterback. Yeah. Torres, Torres uh, knees up, but, I mean, that was a good team top to bottom. Just, yeah, they were you know, very well coached. Very and maybe if they have some fans in the stands yeah. or who's go, or who, however the games work out, maybe they are the, the winners of the yeah. Big Ten, you know? So. Yeah. Rutgers had a good year. Rutgers had a good year. I mean, Coach Shiano came back home. and, and, and Is Rutgers back? Do you think Rutgers is back? Do you think they can win some games in the Big Ten? I, I wouldn't put – Put uh, anything past Coach Seattle getting Rutgers rolling again. Well, he, listen, he recruits New Jersey. He, he's a very well-known guy. You got Bosco. You got all those schools. Um, in Section 9, just to go back a little bit, they lost some players because of COVID. They're two, uh, they're two quarterbacks, and I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, Kai Cologne went to uh, Paramus Catholic, and Aiden Simo, you know, Cornwall, two state titles, went down to Georgia to play. Um, but – a lot, you know, those schools, Minnesink and Cornwall, and schools lost. Not only did they lose the season, they lost some of their players as well. Um, do you see a lot of that? Did you see a lot of transfers in high school more than ever? Yeah, I definitely saw kids trying to go to states that will allow them to play. I mean, and, and, you know, for whatever it's worth, I look at it this way: uh, you just average cost of college for a year, upwards of fifty thousand dollars times four, it's two hundred thousand dollars. If you're saying a chance to go to school for free, let, 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 forget athletes, a chance to go to college for free, and you're going to roll your dice on, on a chance to go play ball in another state that's playing, I, I, I can't disagree with any kid trying to make it work for them. Hell no. No, I, I And agree. I'm glad to see these colleges letting these kids in these portals. It used to be they had to have all kind of reasons to become eligible. Now they just let everybody, if you transfer, you're eligible. And, and that's but, the smartest thing they've done in a while, I think. And I agree with Unless you. they were bought. Unless they can find out that they were bought to go there. You know what? So you're starting to see, like he said, NCAA free agents. Yeah. Uh, the kid from uh, was it Mississippi State? Grant Schrader, quarterback. Uh, Garrett Schrader. Yeah. Garrett Schrader just he's transferring to I believe Syracuse. Yep. You're starting to. I mean, the the other king uh, who left uh, Houston. Houston to go to Miami. Yep. Well, you're the starting kid to see USC to go to uh, Georgia. Yep. Uh, you're starting to see like sure. NCAA college football free agents. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, we used to. Always see transfers with quarterbacks because most teams don't play two quarterbacks. You, know, you no. have a guy in the program, and you see him all the way through. It, it's it's uh it's tough to see kids come and go with the portal, but as we talk about coaches coming and going, I, I definitely understand it. Uh, I think that the hardest thing is what Coach uh, Neil just said about you know the tampering. You deal with tampering when it came to the NBA, the yeah. NBA baseball, yeah. football. So yeah. it's uh it's so it's a sort of a free agency, but. Uh, my biggest fear with the transfer portal now is I think there's more kids in the transfer portal than there are scholarships available. Right. So that's I, I just get, I'm nervous for some kids that decide to leave. I think the big thing is what we're all hoping for is that ball to come down as quickly as it can to get us in a new year. I think that's the. And I, I haven't watched. 
I'm sleeping. I'm gonna watch it if I have to stand up. If yeah, I have to stand up. The quarter's overloaded because a lot of these schools aren't playing seasons. Right? You got some of the even like a school like Marist, which is close by, they're gonna play a spring season. They didn't play in the fall. So Dan Whitakai from Chester, who was a fifth year senior at, at uh Marist, he transferred down to um Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb. And he was down there, and then he's down there and they canceled their season. And Jacksonville so, canceled their whole program. And, yeah. and, and, you know, graduation causes a natural attrition, right? So, naturally, people graduate out of the programs, right? They exhaust the eligibility. Everybody got an extra year, but, you know, and the essays allow some schools to go over 85 scholarships, but remember, scholarships cost the department money. So, there's still, there's, it's, it's, it's what, tough. What kind of team does Old Dominion have coming back? I think they're a really good team. We, we got a chance to practice for a year. We, we came off a 0 for season before we took the job, and I think we have. A lot of a lot of hitting. New head coach, new head coach Ricky Ronnie was the offensive coordinator. So a whole new, uh, so good. You should, whole new regime, yeah. Who's good. the head coach? Ricky Ronnie, he was the offensive coordinator at Penn State. Okay. Uh, the years past. Oh, so that's your familiarity. Yes, yes. Oh, so he brought you along. Yeah. Is Trevor Lawrence a generational quarterback? I think so. He can run it and throw it, and he's durable. I agree. How about Fields? I think we've seen Fields. Um, I. I I don't see anything different. It feels from what Ohio State has had along yeah. the country, but I, 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 I'm going to give him a pass this year because first time starter, this year first time starter, yeah. yeah, and then the whole country has tape on you. They know your weaknesses. Right. You don't get a chance to get back in the in, in with your coaches to correct right. those things. So I think that's where he's. They're going to throw this year out. Correct. Him, I think. Correct. Yeah. And I have to hopefully he comes back this next year yeah. and, and lights it up. Yeah. Now you know they made a big deal. They the press me. The Jets winning this week. <laughs> I, you know, as a Jet, I'm a Giant fan, but I, I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence in New York in the worst way. I'm yeah. a Jet fan. Now, you know, it That's could still happen. Point. Jacksonville could still lose a game. Mm-hmm. Win a game. Win a game. <laughs> and you really hope they do. It's got to be the, the most difficult thing in sports. It's not even right to have your team, you know, not play to win. Right. You can't tell Frank Gore. We're not winning today. You can't tell pro players not to give it everything you have. We have a call. Yeah. Let's take the but call, and we'll on continue on with we'll continue with it. All right, on the other side, you got Heath. Heath, this is Darren. You're on Sports 845. What's up, buddy? Darren, how are you today? I'm good. We have Andrew Jackson. Andrew is a, an assistant coach at uh, Old Dominion University in Conference USA. We covered college football, and... We're talking NFL now, and whatever you want to talk about. What's also up? a Burke graduate. And a Burke graduate. How are you, Andrew? Good, good. How about yourself? Doing really good. Um, you know, we, we have some concerns here in New York with regarding the, uh, I don't know, the as far as like what's going on with high school football and and these missing out on their senior years and their junior years and their prime eligibility years and getting noticed. And, you know, we're all very concerned, especially me, because – I have a, a junior who should be, you know, being looked at right now, and he was as a sophomore, but now the junior year is the most critical year, and and now unfortunately, you know, we're at risk of not having anything. We're all very concerned because it seems coaches don't want to come here to look at these kids, and uh, you know, everything is done via seven on seven and Zoom meetings, and you know that type of thing. And uh, I, I think these kids are missing out in the state of New York. So you want to know what Andrew's thoughts are and how you get that kid to a school? Yeah, that's that's really the most important thing right now. I mean, we're we're all trying to, you know, to figure out a way. But you know, if, if Andrew can shed some light, I'm 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 happy to listen. Well, what he said earlier is basically there. You know, 
contact coaches at all different schools where you send huddle tapes, show tapes of how tall he is, show him on a scale, show him running the 40, put up 40 times, stuff like that. Um, and you can get it to every one of these schools have a website. Every one of these schools on their website have coaches. If the kid is a punter, if he's a wide receiver, the I would imagine the wide receiver coach has an email or a Twitter account where you can send it to him. And that's when the and the coaches will, if they're interested, they will get back to you. What's lacking, he mentioned, is game tape. If you have game tape from previous years, get it to them. Yeah, we've we've you know been trying to reach out to different uh, you know on Twitter especially because that seems to be the source. We've tried you know sending out you know hi how you doing we're interested type of thing and um, and I'll tell you these coaches are very nice they're amenable they're they're listening um, but you know I, I feel that you know our kids are at a competitive disadvantage not having that junior year you know I mean sending combine stuff I mean everybody looks good in t-shirts and shorts right I mean isn't that what they say in, in the NFL. So, uh, you know, we, we really need to have these kids get some exposure. And, uh, you know, I know we're doing everything we can on our end. Um, yeah. I just wish there was more that we could do, you know, to, to get this thing going. It's what's going on. Listen, and I've said this uh, plenty of times. Kids missing sports is awful. It's terrible. It sucks. There's a lot worse things going on. I think you're smart enough to know that. But, if the, you know, the saying is, if you're good, they'll find you. The one thing with every coach I've ever talked to, their job depends basically on winning. They want the best players there. And if you could find, you know, do what you're doing. Send out tapes of your son. Send it to the coaches. And don't shoot for the stars. Don't send tapes to Alabama. Start small and work your way up. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, obviously we've three level and we're, and we're up in that general direction. Um, you know, but if there's something special, you know, that, that I should be sending them, you know, other than, you know, his sophomore year huddle and, you know, that type of thing. I mean, I don't know what else to do at this point. We're all kind of at a loss, uh, you know, to gain more exposure. Yeah. Hey, Heath, it's Tom Giordano. Basically what you, what you guys need to do is you gotta send out, if you're going to any of these combines that have been done locally, the seven on seven film. And anything that shows is the progressions that they've made in this offseason without actual game film, um, how he's changed in size, his growth, all that stuff, Get that, put that together. Keep it short and sweet, too. Put the big clips, because what they're looking for is athleticism at this point. You know, they don't need to see a 20-minute film. Two to three minutes, they, these guys know what they're looking for. So keep it short and sweet and get anything that's new that may – turn their heads and catch catch the attention of a college recruiter. That's what I would send you, out. That, that, that's valuable information. I do appreciate that. Thank you. No and, problem. And that's it. Heath, what do you think? Do you think the Jets, what are the Jets going to do? You're a Jet fan. They taken, what, I hope they don't go fields too. What are your thoughts? No, my, my, my thoughts are if, if this is what it's going to be, uh, then you, you, you accumulate your draft capital. Uh, you build around Donald with, with an offensive line, somebody he can hand the ball to. It seems we have some skill position players. I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. And our defense is fairly stout, as long as they're not on the field the whole game, you know? I agree with you, Heath. Thank you for the call. Happy, healthy New Year. My pleasure. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays, bud. So the Jags, the Jags look like they're going to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes at this point. And I agree with what our caller said. I don't know about you guys. There's a guy, and I, can't, I honestly can, can't tell you if this guy is 
the next coming of uh, the greatest uh, offensive lineman of all time, but Penny Sewell, Penny Sewell, however you say it, out in Oregon. They say this kid is, you know, has all the makings of the next great offensive lineman. You have Becton. You already have a left tackle, and you have a stockpile of draft picks. A great, you, a great left tackle, too. Yeah, yeah, Becton. Also, so you, yeah. you, you, you draft. I trade down. I, I trade down and try to grab more picks. Now, the Jets sit at one. At Right now, I'm sorry, they sit at two and 26. What I was saying is draft this or trade this, draft Sewell, and then maybe at your 26 pick, you take a shot with a Trey Lance and it's funny what North Dakota did. They played one game, and they did it just for this kid. Listen, I, I saw that dude up close and personal for Texas. Yeah, he beat, they, they beat us in championship when I said Jamie last season. And, and what do you he, think of he, him? He's a bad boy. He's, he, he's very good. I mean, with over 30 touchdowns, no picks. I mean, and he can operate. He, he's the he's a Trevor Lawrence type. Can throw it, can run it, doesn't make mistakes. Uh, he's he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah, and he, he's athletic as all hell. He, he yeah. can run on the outside, run on the inside. I mean, he, he can – Whatever defensive lineman, he's, he's a bad boy. You know, but what I was going to say before is that the Jets won Sunday, but they could have won three games in a row. They've been playing at heart. Did you watch Jacksonville just mailed it in the other day? Mm-hmm. They just, it was like they're not even playing anymore. I think when you have crappy teams, yeah. they show up one week, they don't show up the next week. Jacksonville, listen, Jacksonville played some very tough games. That's been a roller coaster all over. Well, early on, yeah. but now that they're in the sweepstakes, yeah. I, I, they said Baltimore – I heard, all its talk shows I've heard said they just took the day off and said the hell with it. You know, the, I'd be clearing out the practice squad if I was now, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It looks like Darnold, everybody's. It looks like game. Sam Darnold gets a reprieve. He's going to be there next mm. year. Um, I watched Zach Wilson at BYU play. Very impressed with him as well. I can't tell you anything about Trey Lance except for your opinion, which I go by. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the uh, kid at Florida? I think Trask is an awesome story. I mean, you got to think about it. Dear King took his starting job in high school. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. they're on the same high school team. He, oh, okay. he didn't start he didn't, since his freshman year. Yeah, I, th- I believe he walked out of Florida in high school. He, he he's a, another example of a kind of a late bloomer. You know, he's almost 20, 40, yeah, two hundred forty pounds, and kid worked worked his tail off. And Coach Mullen's a great quarterback coach. I mean, he's coached Tim Tebow. He's coached uh, Chris Leak. I mean, he's he's coached um, quarterback of the Cowboys. Um, drawing a blank here, Dak Prescott. Oh, so. Yeah. I mean, I, anybody, any quarterback that Dan Mullins coached, I would definitely well, take his close look at the draft. Boy. He looks good. There, so there are quarterbacks. Listen, there are quarterbacks out there. But, I, you know, Sam, Sam Darnold has had – he's going to have another head coach, mm-hmm. a third offensive coordinator. They have plenty of money to spend in the free agency market. They have two number one picks. They have the ability to sell the second pick for maybe two other picks. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's – that much gloom and doom. Selfishly, and as a Jet person, I would have loved to have seen Lawrence in New York. I really would have. I, I think that would be awesome for New York. I, I definitely do. I think he'd be like a what's you brought to the city. But I will say that I was in the Rose Bowl against Sam Donald too. Watched him play the best game he ever played against. So I, I see. I know the potential of Sam Donald. So I wouldn't be too uh, fast to give up on him. All right, let's finish. Let's go at the end here. Let's finish with two questions in college football. Your Heisman Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner. Doesn't necessarily mean the best player or the best future. Who wins? I I got to go with Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Bama. Tom? I like Mac Jones, too. I thought thought this week he uh, solidified it, at least in my mind. That was a huge game. He played lights out. Um, he was the best of anyone this week other than 
other than Trevor Lawrence, and I just don't think he has enough. He has enough. Yeah, Jack, I don't think agree? he has enough. Otherwise, I'm a Matt Jones be. fan. I just think he's got poise and talent. I just I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be, but he's been a hell of a college quarterback. I, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I hate to do it. I think I think Lawrence finishes third. If you know he could win it, but he's I think the best he's player in college football. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't have enough this no. season. No, he missed three games. Heisman yeah. Trophy yeah. But here's the problem: Devontae Jones, a Smith, could take some votes from him. Yeah, he's you know that's that, there, that yeah. could be yeah. and somebody like Lawrence or Fields or uh, or uh, uh, even Nigel Harris is going to take votes from him. The running yeah. back. Well, I don't know if he will because I don't know if they'll get there. You know what I mean? The final three. You know that they announced that tonight, I guess, right? But what I'm saying, leading yeah, up to it, oh, okay. leading up to yeah. it, they take votes. Who wins the national championship? Oh, I got Alabama. 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 I like Clemson, but I, you know, Alabama. I'm gonna go Clemson. I think their defense. I think Bama. The one wart on Alabama, from what I've seen, is their defense. Um. I, it's very hard to not say that Nick Saban, like a Bobby Knight, if you give him two weeks to prepare like a Bill Belichick or three weeks, now they have a month, I think, you know, he'll make the preparation. I just think Clemson all around, and assuming every player on both teams is healthy, I think Clemson wins the national title. Uh, but we all agree, I think it's going to be Clemson. I, I can't argue. I mean, it's a coin toss. What's going to be the, the, the spread? That if every, all things equal, everyone's yeah. healthy, what's that going to be? Three. three to five at best. Yeah. So I mean, as long as, as long as the game comes down to the last possession, I, I'm happy. Who? Any any other bowl games excite you? Um, it's it's uh it's been a weird year for me to, to follow it. I mean, I, I can sit there and watch any game, so I, it's hard for me to to say that specifically. But I do want to see who Cincinnati. I want to see that Cincinnati Georgia game. I really do. I want to see what Cincinnati brings to the table. I'd like to see and, that myself. And, and I want to see how Coastal finishes the season. Wait before. a minute. Why do you want to see that game? You just told me you would have no idea. Because Georgia's not Alabama. Oh. Georgia could be BYU. I don't know. Okay. Georgia could be BYU. Florida, Oklahoma, I'm interested in. Um, Texas A&M, North Carolina. Carolina, you know, that, I'm interested 600 in yards rushing in the, yeah. against Miami. That's crazy. It's two excellent games. Yeah. Did you watch that game? 845-313-0561. When we get back, let's go through the NFL and cover the other sports and be done. We are back. Sports 845. The phone number is 845-313-0561. We're going to switch gears and go to the NFL. And I'll tell you this. We said it from the beginning, not the beginning, midway through the year, that seven wins wins the NFC East. I'm sitting here. Uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Jackson has joined us. He's a Giant fan. I am as well. I think, Andrew, we look back at the end of this year. And we're not kidding ourselves. This isn't the 86 Bears. There's no great team in this division. Washington's defense is very good. But I said seven wins wins this division. And I think Washington could do that this week against the Panthers. But we look back at this, and we're going to kick ourselves for that Arizona game. There's two games this year the Giants didn't show up for. San Francisco at MetLife, and then Arizona where gimpy uh, Daniel Jones went out there. And the team just laid down. And that game, the Giants have the Ravens and the Cowboys remaining. And Andy Dalton is playing well. And the Cowboys, without Ezekiel Elliott, you know, uh, had a big win against the 49ers to keep them in it. They're at five wins. So are the Giants. The Giants play the Cowboys the last weekend of the season. And honestly, I think that's the last game the Giants do win. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants finish at 6-10. and 10. I think the Giants have found their head coach. 
for sure. I think the Giants have an upside going in. You know, your thoughts first, and Dick, you're on Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones has all the skills. He just can't turn the ball over, and, and that's that's in any sport. Yeah, the possession, possessing the ball in any sport is what it, it's it's the it's the game. Well, you're describing Carson Wentz. <laughs> what you're so I think if, if Daniel Jones cuts down on the turnovers and relies on the running game, relies on his own his own two feet running the ball, I think they'll be okay. So you, Daniel Jones is your quarterback in the future. I think we still have to give him a chance. I think we still have to build the offensive line around him, and I think we get him with a, a coordinator for more than a year. I think we can do. I can think we can be very good. Uh, and I happen to agree with you. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the next Eli Manning. I don't know if he's the next um, Dave Brown. I think Daniel Jones is somewhere in between where he'll have a home in the NFL for 10 years. And I think he is our quarterback. And I think the most important thing we found this year is Joe Judge. I really do. And a belief that, you know, we made fun of the Leonard Williams trade two years ago. Now we're going to be upset if they can't re-sign him. (laughs) Absolutely. Peppers has played well. Um, I think the Giants, you could, you know, put your head on a pillow at the end of the year when they don't make the playoffs and say, I can't wait till next year. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about this Giants team. One of my mentors in football is you Sean got Barkley Spencer. coming back. He's, he's a defensive line coach there, Sean Spencer. I, I was with Saquon Barkley at Penn State. He's a special player. I think the Giants are, 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 looking, are looking upside like the Super Bowl teams. Not sexy. Run the football, play great defense. That's what the Giants are when they win. Now, the knock. Now, Washington, the Washington football team, has the Panthers and at Philly. Philly, I think, is still the mess of the division. They don't know what they're doing. That Wentz is signed to a billion dollars. You can't, you know, Carson Wentz comes out and says, if I'm going to be the backup, <laughs> then trade me. Well, it's not that easy, Carson. In the NFL, you can't say, you know, we'll trade you and pay some of his money. There's a hard cap, and you just can't move the guy right now. Right, he can't even take a pay cut. Like no. other sports, like, I'll take a pay cut. He can't, no. he can't no. take a pay cut. No, and the union, if he could, would kill him if he did that. Right. But Haskins, the knock on Haskins is, you know, for lack of a better word, dummy. Mm. I mean, that's you could really, I mean, he he doesn't watch a lot of film, and I, I don't know him at all, but in reading reports, he doesn't watch film. Uh, last year, they were looking for him on the sideline when the game got close and he wasn't to be found. So what does he do this week? They go out, they lose a tight game to Seattle, and he, 10 minutes later he's in a strip club without a mask. So they have the Panthers this week, and I don't know, you guys were talking during the break. Is Alex Smith ready to go this week? I'm not, I'm not real sure, I, but I don't think if so. If Alex Smith yeah. is not ready to go, the you know, this could come down to either the Redskins versus Philly or the Giants versus the Cowboys at the end of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Washington has a very good defense. Their defensive line is amazing. And Ron Rivera's done a hell of a job there. Absolutely. And you can tell this. Ron Rivera does not like Dwight Haskins. Dwayne, <laughs> is it Dwight or Dwayne? Dwayne. Dwayne. He does not like Dwayne Haskins. I'm not sure many coaches appreciate the quarterback not being an extension of the coaching staff in the city. Well, there you go. Here's the thing also. What what are they going to they, – they, they need a lot on offense. They need a lot on offense. They like to – you went over by the Giants. They scored six points the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's not going to be – if they don't put anybody, you're going to be real happy going into next year with what they got right now? No, with, I think they're – With Barkley gonna, coming back? Well, I think they're going to improve their offense. I know, obviously. I, I mean, I think they You talked about that. Peppers, and uh, Logan Ryan did a great job for them this year. Blake Martinez. Yeah, okay. All right. But the, the, offensive, the, the offensive line went backwards. No, they didn't. The offensive line is much improved. 
I don't know. I didn't see that. They're, they're not where they, where they need to be, but they definitely have gotten better. Okay. I mean, this week you were playing with your offensive coordinator was out. So now you have He's a different gone. guy calling plays, mm-hmm. right? You're playing with a backup quarterback who had a week off. So it wasn't even like there was continuity for Colt. He's, you know, he, he played well. Then they sat him down. Then they played him again, right? So, and, and then Evan is up and down. He's got all the skills to be one of the top three tight ends. In Evan the Ingram is the uh, Edwin Diaz of the New York. I Knights. mean, the guy has, he, he's a phenomenal pass catcher. He just has to catch the ball, yeah, right? And and they're not they're not awful on the outside. The bottom line for the Giants, the MVP offensively has been Graham Gano. When your field goal kicker is your best yeah. offensive weapon. Yeah. Well, but hey, we found out Gallman is without well, question a very reliable number two running back. And he can and with, with Saquon coming back, he gives you another option out of the backfield. He becomes a a really exciting player. You just brought up something that I wanted to ask you about. And since I met you, and I wanted to ask you this question. If you could play the show two years ago, right before the NFL draft, I was saying, and I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. We, the jury's still out. I had I love Saquon Barkley. I thought Barkley is the, one of the best running backs I've seen. With that said, I wanted Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. That was my pick. I think you could, and I think you're seeing it more and more, you could find a running back at any point in the draft that could be great. Uh, maybe not Saquon Barkley great, but but you take last week the Cowboys without Elliott. They ran the hell out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Would you have drafted Barkley if you were the Giants at that time? Now, throw out the fact you're friendly with him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right? I'm serious bias. Yeah. But uh, I mean – just even just even uh, listening to all the people that play fantasy football, I, I don't I can't get into fantasy football because I can confuse the stats from preparing for my own games in the week. But I mean, no one ever takes running backs first when they draft in fantasy. Right. Right? I mean, because you always can find the points that way. I do think the NFL, in the right system, you can get a back to fit you and, and be very successful. Yeah. So I think I would have leaned quarterback or offensive lineman if I happen to be the GM of the Giants. Is the is the role of the running back a dim, not a diminished role, but the value in the draft a diminished position i just think it's like running back at any level of football just you just don't know how long those guys are going to last i mean we watched um uh who's the running back there from the rams that now is with the Falcons. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was the was the Todd Gurley. Was the best thing since sliced bread. Just said. he was he was a mutant coming out of georgia uh, mm-hmm. but you know now a couple knee injuries and yeah he's out he's averages uh, well put your general manager's hat on mm-hmm. would you would i don't care what draft what level in the draft would you uh, select a quarterback every year? No, you wouldn't. Not every year. Okay. I, I do think it's the same thing in recruiting. Sometimes you recruit the high-level quarterback to the face uh-huh. of your, face of that class, running mm-hmm. eventual face of the team. You, you put too many of those guys in the same room, you know. Too many alpha males in right. the room. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and then you can never have a bad day in recovers because it's always like. Go out there and yeah, quarterback plays well one week, lays yeah. an egg. Other back quarterbacks have been lighting up in practice. You well, saw the so you give a shot. But you want that room competitive. Correct. I mean, correct. You don't want it combative. You don't want it combative. Yeah, yeah. you don't want it competitive. You, you nailed it right you there. Know, the, the role of backup quarterback is is a is is huge. Though. Huge. Huge. It's probably the most huge. important role in the team. You got it. So got huge it. that the Eagles are paying 129 million dollars yeah, right. over the next three right. years. Well, and, and, but you see now, and you're seeing it more. 
and that'll be combative. Yeah. But, think, but think about the Eagles. Think about the Eagles and who their quarterback is now, Jalen Hurts, okay? Yeah. He's gone from the star to accepting the backup role and then coming in the championship game and saving yeah. the game. So anybody has a mentality. Anybody knows it for the, how to do it yeah. for the Eagles. They got the guy yeah. to be the right back. But you're seeing teams very impatient. The Cardinals, and they made the right move. They, they were mocked and laughed at. We're taking Josh Rosen. They take him. Josh Rosen doesn't pan out. I can't think of another team that drafted quarterback with a high pick two years in a row. But you know what? It paid dividends. They got it right. That's what I'm saying about drafting a quarterback every year. Because you don't know who the backup. Well, I think look, Taylor Heineke can be taking Washington to the playoffs this weekend. And who the hell is he? But I think it depends on who's your guy. Like, right. I if mean, Aaron Rodgers is your guy, of and he's course. healthy. Of course, to, to waste a pick, a, t- a first round pick on another quarterback. When you're pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for five more years. See, I have no that doesn't make I sense. Have, let me pause right there. Taylor Heineke, pride of Old Dominion right there. Shout out to Taylor Heineke. Understood. That wasn't a knockout, Taylor. I'll tell you this. If the Giants took a shot at the 30th pick in the draft with uh, with uh, Trey Lance, I have no issue with it. No. But the Giants aren't drafting a quarterback anytime before then. Third round pick, fine. But I think they have – Daniel Jones has given you enough. Now – Let's stay in the NFC East. We don't. We just went over the NFC East. Let's go. Who's the best team in the NFC? Breeze came back last night or the uh, two nights ago. He, he was rusty. You knew he was going to be rusty. Are the Packers the best team? The Seattle hasn't looked terrific. I mean, Tampa Bay hasn't looked terrific. I, I think the NFC is there for the taking. I really do. Yeah, it's right. Uh, and whoever gets hot over these next couple weeks, which you would have to lean towards Tom Brady. I'd lean towards yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, I mean, go with yeah. what you know, or, or Breeze, right? You got one of those three guys. You can't, you can't really take a bad pick. But I do think Tampa's going to figure it out, though. You do, I do. Okay. How about, how about the running game with the Titans? Well, there are any other? Oh, yeah, we'll go to the answer. Uh, oh, I thought you were coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what I said last week, right? I told when we were yeah. talking about this. I said I kind of like Tampa Bay I, with that, the way everything's panning out. If they get hot at the right time with that guy at quarterback. I probably have to lean towards t- – same thing last weekend. Now, when you go to the AFC, and this week I did, I picked the Broncos to beat the Bills. I was, I'm was i sold on the Bills, but I just wanted to see them do it. I thought going into Denver on a short week was going to be a tough game for them. They showed me more this week than they have any other week. Going into Denver and winning that game and the way they won it. The Patriots, for the first time in 11 years, are not in the playoffs. The Bills, the Steelers, who are going the other way – the Titans, Dick mentioned Henry. He's an unbelievable. He's a beast in the backfield. The Raiders can't get out of their own way. Those four teams. Do we trust Philip Rivers? Is there another team in there that you're buying in on? Tua. The the Dolphins are winning games, but they're not winning games because of Tua. I think they'd have the same record with Fitzpatrick. I think it's a genius move by Flores. He's playing with house money. Let Tua get his feet wet, and Tua is going to come back next year and be ready to go. What team there? Is going is do you feel is the best team? Is it the Chiefs and then the others, or are there someone there that can compete with the Chiefs? It's the Chiefs then the others, but I will say I'm I'm all Bills mafia. All I knew about the Bills going up is the team that lost four Super Bowls. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to t- see the team from upstate New York do what they're doing, and I, I want to see new I want to see new teams. I'm glad the Patriots on in there so I can see somebody new. I'm, I'm going. I don't. I tell you, I think the Ravens are starting to make a little comeback here. You know what the Ravens do for me. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens seem to always beat up on lesser opponents, and when they play a team they're equal, they don't fare as well. So I'm not I'm not buying in on the Ravens quite yet. Okay. I, I mean, I could see it. 
Lamar Jackson's an unbelievable well, talent. It, they're on the rise from where they were. Yeah, three, three or four weeks. I ago. think you've seen yeah. a lot of a lot of like fads this year. A mm-hmm. lot of te- streaks. Yeah. The Titans were terrific for three weeks, and then took three weeks off. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, you know, were oh, were, they were very good mm-hmm. for 10, 10, 11 weeks, but now they're taking, you know, it's catching up to them. I think it was very important, even though there's no fans in the stands, for the Chiefs to get that home field. Absolutely, the Chiefs do play better at home, I think, and nobody wants to see them. The Browns scare me more than anybody in that division, honestly speaking. But and the teams that had had the virus run through their teams, I think, are suffering the most. The Ravens. Saw the virus run through that team, and they're they're been up and down. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, I definitely, but I definitely don't want to see the Browns at all those teams. And that could really? affect the rest of the way with the, with this virus. Yeah. You know, who's oh, gonna, you never know. Who's be healthy going in. Could, uh, could you imagine a playoff game? Do they exactly. schedule it? Do they, do they pick the next team to fly them in? Andrew, I think it may happen. <laughs> I, think it's, I mean, you they keep pushing that off. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, if you get Buffalo. Playing Cleveland in while in uh, the second week of the playoffs, and they hear Josh Allen has COVID. That's just not right. The game should be delayed until he's better. It's just that would be very unfortunate. Absolutely. Same thing going the other way with Mayfield. But Josh Allen to me has shown you that in that class, and I would I would rather have Josh Allen than Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I that's a tough toss up. People forget Lamar was in that same class with Allen, Darnold, and uh, Mayfield. Yes. And Rosen, mm-hmm. to me, Allen's the guy because he could do it all. Your thoughts? I, I love him. He, he's he's cut back on his turnovers early in his career. He's creative with his legs, throws the ball down the field, uses his weapons. I think he's taking control of the offense. He's matured. And Diggs, and, and they're good on the other end. Too. Yes, they're good on the other end. Too. Their really special true. teams are excellent. Yes. They're, they're yes. good everywhere. And in the off season, they got what they needed yeah. in Diggs. Absolutely, they really did. That was a great trade. I would love to see Buffalo. I would love to. I, I agree with you. I mean, they're a New York team. I would like to see Buffalo win. I would love to see a Buffalo Kansas City match. Me too. Absolutely. Both of those fan bases are, are, are out of their minds. I'd love to see the people jumping to the tables up in Buffalo. You know, my brother went to school at Buffalo, and he would tell me that for such a big city, it was a small city. Walking into a bar and seeing uh, Bruce Smith or, or uh, Cornelius Bennett, they were real people, like very involved in the community. And I was talking to a guy who lives in Green Bay and went to school at the University of Buffalo. He said those cities are just so similar with their football teams. It's just it's they live for their football. Absolutely. And I it would be great oh, to see Buffalo there. Yeah, okay. You know, um, we talk about it every week. Very hard. As much as I know that your fiance is a Washington fan, <laughs> and I do as a Giant fan, I can't stand every team in this division. Very difficult to root against Alex Smith. What he's doing is is just tremendous. Absolutely. I mean, I, I broke my leg coming out of my senior year of high school. I didn't fight the infection and the, the flesh-eating disease he fought through. But, you know, I, we, we actually watched the uh, game sit on the couch uh, when he actually got checked into the game for Haskins. And I was nervous for the guy, you know. Yeah, just, you know, I think the defenders were nervous. If you watch, when yeah. they hit him, when they, when they're he, there to pick him up. Exactly. And uh, just, just to see what that guy's fought through. With everything going on this year, he almost year. lost his leg. Forget I mean, about football. I mean, just just an awesome story. Don't you think at this point, him getting hurt again, that his wife is not in his ear a little bit, saying, uh, yeah. "Hey, it's about time here." I understand, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you he, know, he's still questionable this week, so there's no yeah. guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. No guarantee he's going to play. Yeah. Um, and they may rush him back too because of this, yeah. and that would be a mistake. I tell you, you look around this league and you look at the quarterback play. The one guy, the most disappointing team to me in this league is the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. They are the most disappointing team I've seen. 
I cannot believe, and they have talent. This is a team that last year was so close, and they're just they're just a bad football team. What happened in Minnesota? I, you know, I, I, they lost Diggs. I just think that's so, it. I think maybe Minnesota's one of those teams that the lack of continuity in the offseason. You lose a couple pieces. You don't have your quarterback thrown with those guys all offseason. Season's been in and out. Your, your guys been in and out for yeah. injuries. I just think that's tough. And then you know, a lot of things went on in that city. Yes. You know, a lot of I won't call them distractions, but a lot of things. Oh, it's a distraction, but I don't. You know, oh, I don't know if those city. players were there. Um, um, I would say you know. Derek Carr, another guy. When you talk about disappointing, Carr to me has all the talent in the world as a quarterback. I just don't see why he isn't better than he is. Yeah, just that he takes weeks off. I don't know if he takes weeks off or it's just it's it's that position in the most competitive league in all sports. Oh, he, um, yeah, I, yeah I, on like the fifth play of the yeah, game. He, 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 oh, that's right. Mariota came in. Yeah, yeah. Mariota played well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't finish the game, but. I just think it's that hard to play quarterback in this league. You, see, you can watch a guy be great and go to go to be a zero, you know. Philip Rivers. The Colts are ten and four. They're going to the playoffs. Could the, they have a very good defense? Could they could they do damage in the playoffs? I think so. I, th- I think Philip Rivers losses for his own career needs his first just to finish out his legacy the right way. Okay. All right. Anything else in the NFL? I mean, I'm still on the Titans, right? I- Remember the Titans. I'm a Titan fan. I think they run the ball, and at this time of the year, and Tannehill, and Tannehill takes care of the football. There's I a just, guy who needed that. There's a quarterback who needed the change. You talk about somebody who needed the change. They, they and were in, and they were in the right. AFC Championship last right. year. Right. They were a couple uh, plays away from listen, being in a We want to be in a cold environment tackling Derrick Henry. No, I wouldn't want to be in a warm environment. You can, you guys can, behind you can see there. that. You can see a t- uh, you can see Titans in in Buffalo. There's the Titans in Kansas City yeah. right now. Gun to head. Who's in the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay and the Chiefs. Okay. All right. All right. We're, you're you're not going to be back with us, so you, we're not going to do our picks. I like to do mine right when I know. <laughs> Eight, who's winning right now? Eight four five three one three zero five six one. He Denver because he was so far in the hole that he needed to catch up here. Eight four five three one three zero five six one. When we get back, let's talk about a round ball. We are back. This is Sports eight four five eight four five three one three zero five six one. I'm Darren Kunis. Dick O'Neill is here with me, and Andrew Jackson has uh, sat in with us tonight. Andrew uh, was a standout player at Burke. Uh, a football player, a basketball player, went on the CW Post, uh, has coached in many different areas, now in many different schools, now finds himself at Old Dominion and Conference USA, and is currently engaged to a fine-looking woman named Blair. We are talking, let's talk some NBA. The season starts tonight. Um, first off, who do you root for in the NBA? I'm a Knicks fan. So am I, diehard. Let's start there, then. I said the Giants got their coach and Joe Judge. Watching the preseason games this year, and you can't go, you really can't go by preseason except when you're looking at the young guys. And the young guys, listen, they could have a great game, but as the season goes, opponents find their tendencies and, you know, things change quickly. What I do like is the Knicks won a game by 40 points, and Tom Thibodeau was pissed. He was still looking and, and teaching. And I like coaches that teach constantly. I love loved the fact that. You know, when you played with, for him, you could make the greatest play and he could tell you how you could do it better. The Knicks, listen, 
they have money to spend, and free agency is not going to be where they're going to have to spend it. They're going to have to get a disgruntled player like a Carl Anthony Towns or someone that just isn't happy where he is because everybody's signed. Their extensions are signed and done. Um, the only one out there next year is Kawhi Leonard, which I can't spare. Yeah, who knows? He's a bird of a different feather. Mm-hmm. But we are what we are, and we're going to have some draft picks. We have a lot of assets, and we're the youngest team in the NBA. What did you take from the first four preseason games? The Knicks competed and looked tough. I think that's one thing you just miss in New York. It's just a competitive team that's just going to have that grit. But, you know, when I grew up watching Knicks, it was Patrick Ewing and, and, and Hardaway and, and and then those guys. And, you know, and, and when LJ came to the Knicks as a free agent, you just – you were to come into the garden, you, you were going to leave bruised up no matter what the, what, what the game was like. So yeah, I mean, I the game the, has changed, but I understand yeah, what you're saying. But the, but the Knicks are tougher, and I, I think that's one thing. And they compete, too. Let me give you four guys that I need, think have to have different types of years. They have to show you something this year. Well, I'm going to give you four, but one of them I can't really talk about because he's he's, he's a, a freshman, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, and Frank Nicolita have to show improvement this year. They have to, and I think they will. And Listen, I don't care if it was a preseason game or a game at Rucker Park. Kevin Knox has showed me in four games – he has shown me things he's never shown me. He has shown me a desire to play defense already. Absolutely. He has shown me hustle. I don't care if his shot goes in. It's the shots he's taking. And to me, that's impressive for him. Mitchell Robinson has got to – he can't pick up two fouls during the national anthem. Right. And the other night he gets his start, he gets two fouls, and Thibodeau kept him in the game and said, show me you're not going to foul out by halftime. And he got a little smarter. Mitchell Robinson has to get smarter. The physical tools are there. Absolutely. Nicolita is a very passive guy. You want, you're watching the game, and he's afraid to shoot the ball. He has to become more of a, a general on the floor. Because, listen, Alfred Payton is what he is. He's not going to win you any games. Mm-hmm. He's, is he better than – he's like, you know, you're talking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. I mean, <laughs> Nicolita has to become a leader on that team. And I think Austin Rivers, who we didn't see in the preseason, has to finally get his career in check. The other guy, and I'm thrilled to death with him, and, and listen, if they did the NBA draft tomorrow, I would probably take LaMelo Ball with the first pick on yeah. the Knicks. But you know what my second pick would be? Obi Topin. And there's no way quickly would last to the second round if, if people saw what he could do. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's – Dick, is preseason NBA – can you get a gauge? What are your thoughts on Emmanuel quickly? I know it's preseason. You know what? I, it's going to take him a while, but we're still we, – we're not going to do anything without a point guard, without a better – Can quickly be the point guard? But not, not not in the next couple of months. Oh, I don't think the Knicks are winning an NBA yeah. title this yeah. year. But my, my question to you is this. Here's a perfect Knicks season. The guys I mentioned show improvement. We win 23 to 24 games, and we get a top three pick. That's great. That's building. Because there are guys I, – I don't know if you're familiar with college basketball, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that before we go. But Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs are two of the best point guards I've seen in so long. Suggs of Gonzaga, to me, is – or Cunningham. Both of those guys – give the Knicks 10 more wins next year. Yeah, but we don't get them. Well, you don't know. 
Uh, well, I mean, you don't. We don't. But that's what I love what we're doing up front. You know, they got to work a little more with Mitch Robinson defense, just to keep him in the game. I think there's a problem with Robinson. That could be. That could be. That could be. Maybe Thibodeau can change that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes coaching decisions can be made differently. Somebody mm -hmm. to keep his him mm -hmm. in check. Yep. But I like what they're doing up front. I think Barrett is going to be a very good that's, for that, a very I, long I apologize. Time. That's a guy that also I think could have a breakout. I love the, the, the OB the OB pick. I think that's yep. I think that's really good. I think we can still get a lot of work out of Junior's Randall. You know, and I think there's a lot of things can be done there. I think if those three play across the front, Randall will have to play bigger and harder than he has. But mm -hmm. I still think he can he can contribute things because he can step out on the floor and be a bigger man with him, and then open up for OBN and Barrett to do some yes. things. Maybe I think. And and with without a point guard, without a point guards in the pros now, give the ball to big men in a position where they can't do it. Even in the pros, mm -hmm. where, and that that's a turnover. You mm -hmm. get that kid a ball out there, and that's going to be a turnover. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what our guys do. Yeah. You know. Well, Dennis Smith. The more he plays, the more he shows you. He's just not an NBA player. Anymore. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not. But look, the change of scenery. Look what Martel Folks got. He just got a huge contract extension. Did he? And in Philadelphia for two years, they couldn't. They couldn't just wait to get rid of him. Yeah. They couldn't just wait to. And it, it's in. It's on the news today. He got a huge contract. Is extension. that right? Yes. Good. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's what people. That's what guys need. Guys need like that. What about a, you know, like a, an older guard, like uh, the, the point guard for the Lakers last year from Boston? What the what? Rondo? Yeah, somebody like you, he's a pain in the ass, but he's a good guy. But yeah. he, he's kind of what they need. He's kind of what they need. need a, they need a pass first, but also a, a guy that they can. They need a guy that can knock down a three. Right. That, that but can also, bring the defense yeah, but I, but I think they could, they could do that. I think they could do that. But what they need is a pass first point guard that puts on the bad night, can get you 15 or 16. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I it, It's hard to find. You know, it is. I mean, maybe quickly is that guy. No, maybe, we'll see. Yeah. I listened to Calipari. Yeah. Calipari said, I had him playing off the ball. Yeah. He could definitely play on the yeah. ball. He could be a point guard. He's got the height. Yeah. And you know what? Let's see what he is because that's what we got. He also said Knox was going to be one of the better players in the NBA at that one time. You well, maybe said, at one time yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Maybe at one time he will. He also said the same thing about Nerlens Noel and everybody else he's coached. But um, I think R.J. Barrett's going to have – you know, I had an argument with someone last year when Tyler Hero was lighting it up for the Heat. Mm -hmm. If you look back at last year's NBA draft, Zion Williams went first, John Morant went second, R.J. Barrett went third. Mm -hmm. If you did that draft over today and you're a Knicks fan, you'd draft R.J. Barrett third. Yeah, I'm drafting him again third. Wouldn't you? Uh, absolutely. I'm absolutely. not taking Tyler Hero. Absolutely. Hero's going to be good. Yeah. Barrett's ceiling is much higher. And, the, and the, the bubble basketball is like a big AU tournament. I mean, guys got hot and cold in that bubble. I mean, no pressure in that bubble. Really. That, that's spot on. There was, there was guys scoring that had no business scoring. They're not going to score again this year. For the Knicks, like you mentioned, point guards, I would have liked to have seen them get a Ricky Rubio. I would have liked to see them get a Ray Charles. Ricky Rubio. But, but, yeah. they, but they didn't, and we're going to go with what we have. And hopefully we lightning strikes again after the Ewing uh, frozen envelope and we get a Kay Cunningham or something like that. Um, I'll tell you one thing in the NBA. Rudy Jobert signed a five-year, $205 million deal. $41 million a year. What world are we living in? He's a good player. But what world are we living in where he's getting $41 million a year? Well, well that's Marcel CBA. Fox, he just told me three years, $50 million. That, that CBA, three years, is awesome. 450 Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 16, yeah. 17 million. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, crazy. Yeah, the, the NBA players, I mean, they, they worked it out. They got to that collecting oh, and, and, and it's a player's league. And it's a player's league. And, I mean, those guys are those guys are getting the money they push for. So I'll tell you, if I'm the Houston Rockets and I have gone out of my way for James Harden, I trade him to the least desirable place that you could – I trade him to Orlando tomorrow <laughs> because they did everything. They acquiesced to every demand Harden made and – these superstars, I'm not just picking on James Harden, Kevin Love, any of these guys that who you've paid $200 million to and made trades to make them happy, walk into your office and say, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm demanding a trade. That's just wrong. Mm. I think it's just wrong. It's tough. I mean, you know, when contracts and money come into sports, it's just it's, when it turns into business, sometimes you don't like it. You know, and it, yeah, I think if he was working at IBM, that'd be cool. But it's, 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 if you look at him as an athlete, and people don't like to hear that. But but you signed the contract, and it's not just you signed the contract. They went out of their way to make him happy. They they approved the Westbrook deal before they did it with him. And you know what? If I'm the Knicks, and Harden could be hard, would Harden make the Knicks better? You damn right he would. Absolutely. But I'm not sacrificing draft picks to to become mediocre. No, no, not, not this, not at this point in his career, too. No, I'm not becoming mediocre. I mean, if Kevin Love, if, if for two picks and Julius, see with Julius Randall and everybody, you got to trade Randall. You got to trade Randall. You never trade a guy when his stock is down. What I do is I let Randall play the first half of the year. I rehabilitate him, get his game good, and you know what? At that the deadline, if I could pick up Kevin Love for Julius Randall and not sacrifice any other assets, I'd do it. Absolutely. Because Kevin Love makes you better. Absolutely. You know, he could the Knicks need a guy that can consistently knock down a three and grab rebounds. And maybe Love is that Love and Love and Topin can play on the court together. Topin and Randall would have a problem. Absolutely. And you know our, our Knicks just from the past, just the uh the bad free agent signings have come to haunt us till this date. So now that we do have money, it's, let's just not go spend it anywhere. You know? Oh, when people were clamoring for Russell Westbrook, I was cringing, please no, because if Dolan <laughs> If Dolan had his way, that's that, oh, that would have been Um The Nets, they pick up Kevin Durant and last year. Durant and Kyrie are gonna play together. I would think the I would think the Nets are still the second favorite in the East. I still think Milwaukee's the favorite. Your thoughts, Dick? I think I think uh the Nets at some point are gonna implode crash and land, I think, at some point. I just don't think Kyrie and uh, what's his name? I don't think Kyrie's going to play the whole. I think Kyrie's going to wind up injured for a while again, uh, particularly if things don't go his way. Particularly if things don't go his way. And I'm, Durant is coming back from two really serious knee injuries. The only thing that's going to help him is this season's been short. What's it? Fifty-five games. No, I thought, playing, I thought they were playing a regular schedule. No, then that's, no, no, they're not. Is it? Oh, 62. 62. 62. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm I sorry. think that might be a benefit to them. I oh, think sure. That, I think that might be help them. Especially but, when those guys take every other yeah, night yeah. off. Anyway. But don't forget, Dimwitty, who was the star last year, is now relegated to who knows. Yeah, yeah, but I think you need guys like Karis Levert and Dimwitty. I think the Nets, listen. I think the Nets are, and, and you're right, 62-game season yeah. can only help them. Yeah. I still think what uh, Milwaukee did with Drew Holiday, yeah. keeping Middleton, mm-hmm. making the Greek freak happy. He just signed the extension. I think Milwaukee's still the team to beat in the Absolutely. East. And I, I, you know, one thing you can't take away from Durant is even when he was out in uh, the, the Golden State, State, 
uh, he, he he will keep his emotions off the court. He, he played every game hard for Golden State. Absolutely. He did. He, and, he and that was a win-win situation. And I think he can probably play anybody. I think he can share the basketball. He can score yep. all the points in the uh, court. So and he's a good man. He's, he's a good guy. So I, I do think on Durant said I think things will be fine. But, you know, Kyrie's been Kyrie's a, bunch a wild card. Of, bunch of situations from Cleveland to Boston that haven't, haven't been the most. Yeah, but uh, just the last week and a half from what he's done. Yeah, yeah with I'm the not press, talking to the media. Pawns, not talking to the media, those, yeah. those kind of things. Out west, you have I, I, the Lakers and the Clippers. They open up against each other. I think out west, those are your two teams. I'm anxious to see James Wiseman play. I, I feel awful for Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. That's a just a terrible thing, um, being out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Warriors will be okay. I, I, I think that bringing in Kelly Oubre was a very good move by the Warriors. I want to see what Wiseman does. They still have Draymond Green. They have a healthy Steph Curry. I'm interested to see what the Rockets do. They have, you know, Harden, they're going to get something for him. He's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Would they, would, I mean, is a Harden for Ben Simmons deal a fair, I mean, I don't even know who that helps. I don't even know. Houston's not even in my radar. Really, that's just Dallas and Utah are my next couple Dallas, teams, the key you know, to Dallas is obviously Kristaps Porzingis staying healthy. Doncic yeah. yeah. and the Greek Freak are your two faces of the game right now, considering age. Yeah, I, uh, Houston, I just don't even know. I mean, even with Harden there and if he stays, I just... No, I'd, I'd honestly rather watch Dallas. Doncic, I, yeah. stay, I stay up late to watch him. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm that early just to watch his game absolutely. at 10 o'clock. Absolutely. I do. Honestly, I think he is just awesome. Awesome. Um, Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in the draft. He's looked good so far mm-hmm. in the preseason. I'm anxious to see Zion play. I love watching Morant. The thing that – listen, the NBA has no shortage of superstars. No. The and thing young, that, young superstars. Yeah, right. and the thing that makes me nervous with John Morant as great as he is, and I take him on my team in a heartbeat, the way he plays the game with such a frail body, he it, it's almost like an injury waiting to happen. Yeah, he's, he's got to take a uh, – I'll, yeah, I'll tell you who I'm changing my opinion on is Lamelo. I yeah. watched him the other night. Boy, yeah. he, I, we haven't seen too much of him because he's been away. Who can he play? And I hope, I hope he can run it off. And he is fun to watch. That's what I'm saying. What yeah. a great Nick he'd have been. I'm surprised yeah. his father didn't – I'll give you two guys going back to the Knicks to keep an eye on at the trade deadline that could help this team. That I, for some reason, one I could tell you, and the other guy, I just, I think he's fallen out of favor so quick. Victor Oladipo could really help the Knicks, and so could Buddy Hyde. Yeah, but both, both those guys are, you know, Oladipo's going to be a free agent. Yeah, Hyde this. Buddy Howell is, is signed to a, a $94 million deal, which is not crazy. It's a four-year deal. It's a little less than, you know, a little more than $20 million a year. Um, but, but those he, are guys that keep an eye. position is He's more of a uh, – I think they could be on the court together. I think those two could be on the court together. Remains to be seen, but right, well, who knows? Yeah, but I think Oladipo could really help the he, Oladipo. You know, once he gets his sea legs back yeah. and he's playing well, because yeah. we're not sure with the Knicks. Still, who can get them a basket when they have to happen? Oh, right? I don't, I don't think. And Old Depot can. Yeah, yeah see, yeah. somebody like that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what. So I, mean, I think you got to lean on Barrett now. Barrett, yeah. it's, oh, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's time for him to step up. Yeah. It's Barrett. Right? Yeah. He's he's yeah. the guy. He's got yeah. the he's got the high ceiling, and he's got all the tools. Right. He's got to prove that he can score twenty a night. Absolutely, and, 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 and he's got to hit his free throws. Tough task. You're right. He's got to hit free throws. That's exactly right. 
because he's got his job is to get to the right, line. Right. You can't have him shooting sixty-two percent. Right. No distractions this year in the NBA, either, right? There's nobody in the stands. So. No. No. I think Philly's a little bit of a mess. They got guys that just they got they got round peg, you know, uh, square pegs and round holes. I don't, you know, Simmons and Bead. Tobias Harris is a contract they they're going to yeah, be good for a long I think time. Doc is going to be good for them. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, I think it's going to be that may be a whole different scene there. I, think. I trusted the process. They put a lot of pieces on there. Yeah. I think Doc will get that thing together. And, and, and you know, between Maury and uh, uh, the kid from Big Still, uh, Elton Brand, Elton Brand, Elton Brand. Elton Brand. Uh, I think there's. there's in there, but I don't think it's going to be in Beaton Simmons. They'll add a piece or two to it, I believe. Correct. I think that bench will be Simmons screwed them. When they lost J.J. Redick the year before last, that, hurt that really hurt them. Yeah, they, Redick could knock really, down shots. Oh, yeah. And, and you could count. In other words, they need a basket. They could want something if a Beaton don't, and uh, Simmons didn't get it. There was a kick to Redick, and, and he would knock it down. I mean, he would knock it down. No, I mean, the Charlotte Hornets, Jordan, I mean, this is the year. Maybe they're fun to watch. There's a lot of young guys. There are. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I want to see LaMelo Ball. I love watching Morant. We talked about Atlanta's got a good club. They're growing down there. Um, I thought the Danilo Gallinari signing and the Bogdanovich signing, phenomenal yeah. things for Atlanta. Yeah, Trey Young score. is Trae there. Young can score, man. They got a lot of guys that could score. Yeah. And you haven't talked about Toronto, who I think is still going to be in the mix. And I think yeah. Miami is going to be in the mix. Miami. Well, I think there's a, a, a spot where I could see Harden landing. Don't yeah. put it past Pat Riley not to grab James Harden. True. You know? And you know what? It's been good to see. I've watched a few uh, highlights. John Wall, his game is explosiveness. Doesn't look like he's lost very much. No, he looks very good. Very, very good. But Houston is – have you seen what Houston is asking for? They're asking like for two and three first-rounders. Oh, for hard – yeah, yeah, that's what I said. There's nobody going to go for that. No. Um, you know what? They might. We'll see. Unless Miami thinks that they, they – Pat Riley's not going to go for that. I guarantee you Pat Riley's not going for that. I don't know. What's a – yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, you know, Minnesota's going to be fun with Edwards and Towns and Russell. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot – the NBA, again – there, there's a lot of superstars. Wide open. And it's going to be fun to watch. The if only, the season ended today, the Knicks would be in the playoffs. The only problem here is, and I hate to say this, is the Lakers got marginally better. Yeah, Mar- marginally they filled out that bad Yeah, they did. Their second group could be competitive. Hey, before we go to uh, college basketball, we'll, and we'll do our, we'll, when we come back, we'll do college basketball and our NFL picks. At some point in my life, I'm 52. I've been playing golf for a while. And you saw when I play well, I could play well. But if I continue to get better each year, I would love to be as good as an 11-year-old. Charlie Woods. Did you guys see Charlie Woods? I couldn't turn it off. That was his mannerisms, his fist pump. He had an eagle by himself. I would love to hit a ball like an 11-year-old. And then he holstered it up, too. Yeah. I would, I would love to see Tiger uh, uh, not one swing, a video of him playing at that age. Yeah, it's got to be the it's got to be a mirror of it. It's, gotta I mean, it's, be a, a it's almost a mirror of him. Yeah, when he looks like that, that was just he's just so that was a great event. That was a great event. That was terrific. But that kid was terrific. They were having fun out there. That that, that was nice to see. And Tiger handled yeah. yeah. really yeah. well. Yeah. John Daly's kid yeah. is. He's going to Arkansas on a golf scholarship. He's a good player. Listen, everybody there was good, but I don't think any kid was Cooch a judge. Good. Kids going to Georgia Tech. I don't think there was any kid there that was 11, though. No, no. He's the last one in the history of it. Okay, yeah. so when we get back, 
We're going to do college basketball. Andrew's going to break down the uh, the Vancouver Canucks in hockey. And we will do our NFL picks. We'll be back right after this. College basketball. There's been some great games this year, some great teams out there. Let me give you the top ten real quick. Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas, Iowa, Villanova, Houston, WVU, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Texas, and uh, the Illini. Rutgers had a very big win. Very big win. They beat Illinois at home. Illinois has a win over Duke. Kentucky is 1-5. That's your big story. The Battle of the Blue Bloods. North Carolina went in and beat Kentucky. By 12. By 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, college basketball team you root for? Other than Old Dominion? I, I was a huge Big East fan. I was a huge Syracuse fan growing up, so I still try to look at the orange. Okay. Um, and they're I, on a pause. Are they? Syracuse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're on a long pause, actually. Yeah. yeah. Tonight, yeah. WVU, Kansas. In a very good game. And North Carolina opens up conference play with NC State. Those okay. are your two big games. Other than that, we talked about it. Kate Cunningham showed me a lot in their loss to Texas. Still 25 points. Texas is a very good team. That Greg Brown, have you watched him? I have not got a chance to watch him. He is uh, Vince Carter Jr. Guy mm. can jump out of the gym and he can knock down the outside shot. Another one of those star freshmen at 25 and 14 against Texas. And Shaka Smart. It took him a while, but he's going to win a lot of games this year at yeah, Texas. Yeah, They're, a is. Yeah, is. They're a good team. They're a good team. Iowa impressed me. Yeah. Time. I think they're going to – not only Garza, who's outstanding, but I think they're going to be good. They, You know, their coach is Son McCaffrey. He's uh, – they, they've got a lot of things going for them. they got size. They can shoot it. And they got a guy that can get them points when they have to have it. Let me ask both of you a question. You look at a guy like Luke Garza, yeah. who's averaging – 50 points and 20 rebounds. I mean, the guy, and against Gonzaga, he had 30 and 15. I look at a mock draft, and Garza's select is like 40th. Is it just because of athletic ability? What is, why is Luke Garza not a, not regarded as going to be a, not, isn't regarded as a, as a high NBA player? I don't know. I'll tell you what, if the Knicks drafted him, I'd remember how to do a handstand and flip one out of here. Why is Garza I think Garza fits in that mold, in my avenue, like he's like considered like a pocket passer, and that's like a bad thing, you know. Yeah, but but he's a good. He's he a, shoots the three. He, right. he he rebounds. He's got good size. He can handle the ball he's as well as nails. He's tough. He's better than well. I guess you know what Luke May didn't do anything yeah. in the pros, but t- Luke Garza's a much better player than than May. Yeah, yeah. you know, I. You don't know? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hopefully someone give the kid a chance. Well, it's skills. just a lot of it's it's the athleticism. I think that's it. It's absolutely in the NBA. You got you got guys coming off the bench that can't even start. That are just way more athletic. He's a phenomenal basketball player, but the NBA game is so much different than. But here's the thing. It'll I guess the thing is maybe he can't create his own shot. I well, here's the thing. It may depend on how far they go in the tournament, and you know. What people see differently in big games against up against mm-hmm. when they get with the blue bloods against NBA players, yeah. you know. Or players. Listen, Gonzaga has played oh. a very very yeah. tough schedule. Yeah. They could go undefeated. They played their schedule. Baylor, and I think the world of Baylor. I yeah, are they going to make that really up? Good. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, I think like a January seventh. Yeah, I mean maybe Gonzaga yeah. gets picked by St. Mary's. Yeah. Okay, let's do our NFL picks. And uh, we wish everybody a holiday. As it stands, for a, uh, a dollar amount that we will not discuss right now, Dick O'Neill, 
the legendary coach Dick O'Neill holds a two-game lead with three weeks and the playoffs to go. A two-game lead. Dick, you go first. I don't try not to be conservative. Don't hold the ball. Don't go into a prevent defense. Don't pick the same games I'm picking. Go ahead. I'm taking Green Bay minus nine. Who do they play? No, they're playing Tennessee. They're three and a, minus three and a half. That's why he has a two-game lead, folks. Green Bay's three and a half. What the hell week was I looking at? You looking at last week? All right. This went well. <laughs> Cut it off. We'll come right back. It was 16 years since Dick had his last drink. <laughs> And uh, he starts a new streak tomorrow. Here are Dick O'Neill's picks. And it'll be 40 years, March 9th. 40 way. years, and March that is a big 9th, deal. Yeah, March 9th. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City, 10 and a half. Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Right. I'm giving Buffalo, giving, uh, what are they giving, seven? Yep. Buffalo giving seven. Mm-hmm. And the Rams getting one and a half from Seattle. Okay, there's your Dick O'Neill picks. He has a two-game lead. He just gave three three picks. Go ahead, Tom. All right, I'm going to take the, the Bucks laying nine at Detroit. I'm going to take the Seahawks giving the one and a half to Coach's Rams. And I'm going to round it off with the Browns laying nine and a half at the Jets. Okay. Dick has a two-game lead, three weeks to play, and the playoffs. Here's where I'm at my best. The Steelers have looked absolutely awful the last three weeks. Mike Tomlin is too good of a coach. Ben Roethlisberger has been in the league too long. There's no way the Steelers lose at home to the Colts. Give me the Steelers getting one and a half at home against the Colts. My next pick is the San Diego Chargers. I think, listen, I love Herbert. Chargers looked really good last week. I like the Chargers minus three over the Broncos. And for my final pick, I'll go head-to-head with you, and I'm going to agree with Tom. Listen, when a team loses to the New York Jets at home with everything in the world to play for, and Goff looked like he was beyond the rookie, regressed, Give me Seattle minus the one and a half against the Rams. There's your three picks. How good did Wilson look this week? I don't. They won. They didn't lose to the Jets. Hey, you got a two-game lead. Don't mock me. Steelers plus one and a half at home against the Colts. I'm stealing money there. Chargers minus three over the Broncos and Seattle minus one and a half against the Rams. But you've been stealing money for four weeks and you're two down. I want to thank Andrew Jackson for coming in. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. Yep, at Coach Jacks J X D L on Twitter. He's a very nice guy, guys. If you got a kid that's a star, send him the information. Don't waste his time. I also want to thank the Giordano brother, Giordano brothers. Wow, Tom looks good. How that feel? that feel? Want to thank Thomas Giordano for coming in. Tom Giordano for being here at. Folks, most important, be smart, be safe. If you drink, call a cab. Don't drink and drive. Have fun. And I, God willing, 2021 is a much better year than 2020. And we will be back the first week of the new year. And please root for high school sports to start here in January in some sort if we can do it, if it's feasible. Because with nothing to do, this is terrible.
This is Need High School Sports back. Folks, thank you very much. Happy, healthy New Year.